Welcome to Pieces for My Puzzle. I'm your host, Nikki Ship, and I'm excited to be sharing with you my life with a son on the spectrum. This podcast is for anyone who is looking for quick tips and perspective, but most of all, for hope and inspiration. So sit back, relax, and let's put the pieces together. And welcome back to another episode of Pieces for My Puzzle. I am your host, Nikki Ship. Thank you so much for joining us today. Last week, we talked about how to bring a dog into your home with your child on the spectrum. If uh, Hopefully, if you didn't get a chance to tune into that podcast, please do. There's some wonderful quick tips in there, and you'll get to hear more a little bit about our dog, Boba. This week, we are going to talk about the head games that we play with ourselves as a parent, especially with a kiddo on the spectrum. And I have to be honest that this might be a little bit more of a tough love episode today. And you may or may not like what I have to say, but I feel that the message needs to be heard and it needs to be given. And so um, I have hesitated for a little while having um, more of this type of a topic on the podcast, but I think that it's that it's worth talking about. And part of the reason why I wanted to talk about it today is because of the feedback that I've been getting from a lot of parents and a lot of talks that I've had with parents. So um, for those of you that don't know, the, the outreach, the outpouring that we've received from since Pieces for My Puzzle has started has been amazing. It's been overwhelming and it's been amazing. And um, it makes me so happy that it's helping people in a way that maybe it hasn't helped them before. With that being said, you know, there's a lot of comments and things that I've heard that that really kind of led me down a rabbit hole of of well, why am I hearing this a lot and why why is this happening? So I wanted to put more of a definition to it. So I do want to start off by saying that this is a very delicate subject and I myself have put, uh, have has have done a lot of work on myself personally to put myself out there to help spread awareness, to um, get resources for my son, and also to be the advocate that I need to be for him. And that's a difficult thing as a parent. And I, for those of you listening, I think we can all relate. Um, I get asked really often, you know, how do you do it? Um, and usually, you know, we just open up a discussion. And a lot of times with the follow-up is, I can't do what you do is what I hear sometimes from parents. Or I've even heard, I don't want to do this. Like, this is too much. I don't want to do this. This is difficult. Um, and the answer to all of those questions is, is, first of all, is that, yes, you can. You can do it. And, the you know, secondly, you need to scratch yourself from saying those things. Scratch, scratch them out of your head, right? Like, it shouldn't even be a thought. But it is difficult. And my question to basically all of you listening today is, you know, what belief system have you created for yourself as an adult? Think about that for a minute. And I ask this because the way that you think, the way that you act and how you choose to respond does influence how you find resources, how you find care for your child, and even how you advocate for your child. Your predispositions and your beliefs can all come into play when you are trying to work those things with your child. 
And that's a really big deal. And I think that that's something that's not talked about very often. I think that that's something that we don't recognize within ourselves. So in my very first podcast episode, we talked about how it starts with belief. And if you haven't listened to that that podcast episode, please go back and do. Um, but basically what I'm saying in that podcast is that you know, you have to believe that you're capable of doing the things that need to be done for your child. And that has to happen first. And you also have to believe that your child is capable of more than just what what you've been told. If I listened to everything that people told me about Drayson or what he may or may not become, I don't know if we would have had some of the milestones and the strides that we had with him uh, because I chose not to listen to that. I chose to still push forward, still find care, still find resources. And that was a choice. Just like I said earlier, the way that we choose to react to things. I had to really stop myself for a second and ask myself how I was going to choose to respond to the situation. Before you help your child, you have to be in the right frame of mind and find a way to overcome your personal battles. And that's just the bottom line. And I know that that might sound a little rough around the edges, but it's true. That's just the bottom line. I realize that that's easier said than done. And trust me, I know. I, I, I found that I even myself had to get out of my own headspace. Um, I had to deal a lot of, with my own issues, which, by the way, no one tells you that these things are going to fester out when you're first given a diagnosis and you learn that your child is um, autistic, no one tells you about how you're going to feel. Um, and that can feel uh, very isolating and it can make you feel lonely. And I, I had insecurities. I felt worry. Um, I felt anger. I felt doubt. And I still do sometimes. Quite honestly, I still do. And I felt even timid, um, a little bit embarrassed. And, and that's just these are that's just the short list, you know. And I, I know that you guys can identify, for those of you listening that have a kiddo on the spectrum, you can absolutely identify with what I'm saying. No one tells you how hard that this is going to be or all the things that you're going to need to do or how complex the process is. No one tells you that. So when you start delving into this, it's, it's, it's upsetting because you realize it's even more than what you thought it was going to be. And some parents, and I'm, I'm not saying all parents, so there's my disclaimer. I'm not saying everybody, but this is just, you know, I've had countless conversations with, with parents and families. And some parents choose not to seek resources um, or they've turned them down. And it got me to, again, like I said before, like going down this rabbit hole of, well, why? Well, why is that? And, you know, why, do why maybe do some families choose not to? There could be a multitude of reasons, but I believe that it's a combination of fear. And I do believe that it has to do with their predispositions uh, within their belief system. And it's hard when you have all of these other components to think about, and now you have to shift your mindset. And But when you have those influences, you also have to remember that that's not putting you in the mindset of advocacy, which is what where you need to be for your child. Or um, I've seen it where they've been uh, turned down for services and they kind of retract and retreat and will settle for that answer. Oh, well, they told me that they couldn't. 
So my advice or my opinion or whatever you want to call it is just because someone tells you no or if your application is denied uh, for services, that that is not the end-all be-all for, for the situation, for you and for your child. And I've been told no so many times, and I used to get really upset about it. And now that I have found, now I found as an outlet that when I get told no, I just use that to make me want, it just makes me want to push harder. Just makes me want to push harder. Once you start learning about the system, once you start learning about, quote unquote, the game, it just makes you want to push harder because you know that the resources are available. You know that the resources are there. At least I do now. I didn't in the beginning, but I do now. And so I'm here to tell you that there are a lot of resources available for your child. It's a matter of how you go out and get those resources. So someone tells you it can't be done, get a second opinion. Someone denies you on an application for services, appeal it. Uh, Someone tells you that your child will never be capable of certain tasks, give your child the resources to see if it's a possibility because that person might be wrong. Someone hurts your feelings? No offense, but this isn't about you. It's about your child. So find your inner mama or papa bear and get to work. And I realize that that's a hard thing to do, but I feel now more than ever, as parents, we need to have a stronger voice about pushing for awareness and resources for our children. The spectrum is vast, and there's a lot of uncertainty about the capabilities of this community, right? And and Drayson has so many unique what what we've called we call super strengths um, that other kids don't have, and vice versa. There's lots of things that Drayson's not strong in, and there's a lot of things that he is strong in. So, are you going to let one person? And I again, I would think about this: Are you going to let that one person that told you no? or maybe told you, um, like we were told that Drayson may or may not ever call us mom or dad. If I chose to believe that, again, he would not be where where Drayson is today. And so are you going to let that one person or a group of people make that decision for you based on what they tell you? Think about that. As you think about it, I'm going to say don't let someone else define you or your child. Your life, don't let them define your life or all that you hold precious to your heart. You are giving them that power. Don't give them that power. It's yours and you should own it. What's my point about saying all of this to you? I guess if you feel stuck in your situation or you feel stuck in your headspace about what to do, find a way to pull yourself out of it. Ask yourself if you're stuck. Ask yourself if you feel like you're in the right or the best possible mindset, mindset Excuse me, for you and your child. If you need to, get help. Uh, find counseling. Uh, uh, find an advocate. Turn to your autism community for answers. Um, look, look for the positive and proactive answers. Um, don't look for the negative and the ones where they just want to complain answers. Okay, try to make it a proactive experience. Uh, 
turn to your friends and family that support you or your support group. Turn to them. Ask questions. No matter how afraid you are of the answers, keep in mind that by educating yourself, you will help feel to feel less worried about the situation. The more you know, the more prepared you f- you'll feel, the more empowered you'll fe- feel to make decisions for you and your family. We've talked on past episodes about the very positive and awesome things about autism. So I, I, all, all I can say is just to remember to always embrace it. Sometimes when we go against the grain, it's hard and resistance is hard. But we have to remember what may be on the other side, right? So I realize that for some of you that where it is difficult to hear about what to do or you do feel like, I don't want to do this, and maybe you ignore it for a while. But just remember, the longer you put it off, then that is lost time for your child to get the resources and the care that they need. This concludes our episode for today. Um, As I've mentioned before on previous podcast episodes, the last couple ones, don't forget about our Red Zone t-shirts. I'm going to show you guys here for those of you watching. For those of you listening, I have this cute little black t-shirt here that says, I'm in the Red Zone. It has, um, it's a black t-shirt with white font and it has a little wine glass on there with some sparkly little red wine in the center of the glass on this t-shirt. And I created this t-shirt basically to... Um, create more awareness about autism. It's a it's a tool, a way to open up conversation. But for those of you that have used color zones before, you know that color ne- color red, excuse me, means red or angry. So this was kind of my fun spinoff of how I'm in the red zone. Maybe at the end of the day, I need a little red glass of wine. Maybe just saying. But uh, if you'd like to get your hands on one of these cute little t-shirts, you can email us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com and we'll get back to you. They are $25 plus shipping and I promise you will love wearing them. They're soft. It's a really uh, soft, well-made t-shirt and I just love it. So, um, you know, feel free to reach out and grab your own today. If you have a story about your child and you'd like to share it with us, um, or if you're curious about maybe a certain topic or have a question that you'd like to hear on our show, please feel free to email us at info at piecesformypuzzle.com. Feel free to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already at Pieces for My Puzzle. And if you like what you're hearing, please spread the word to others about our podcast. We're here to help provide resources and hope and inspiration for those that are looking for help with their kids on the spectrum, as well as just create awareness for those in the autism community and in general. If you like what you're hearing, please feel free to spread the word too on your preferred podcast platform of choice. We would love a great review from you. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep working on your puzzle. And remember, you don't have to have it all solved in a day. Take care.